Hello, everyone. My name is Anakin Maker, and welcome back to another episode of It's Hard to Breathe in This Mask. And today, today, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna try something. I'm gonna try a new tactic here because I feel like I was getting a little too disingenuous over the past few months with the podcast here, and you know. I want to keep it raw. I want to keep it raw. So rather than doing a bunch of funny, silly stuff, um, I'm feeling kind of down in recent, in light of recent events, and not because the playoffs started and the Cincinnati Bengals didn't make it, although that is a great cause for depression. I don't know. I wasn't feeling the best. I wasn't. I wasn't feeling great because, in my mind, for whatever reason, I believe that. Like, 2023 for me was just absolutely horrible. So, I want to I wanna figure out what the fuck happened to... Like, what the fuck went wrong? And just kind of sort shit out. So, maybe I'll make fun of some shit on the way. On the long way. Along the way. Jeez, I already got my nose running. I'm sweating because of that fucking chicken mask. And I'm drinking an energy drink so that way I can get through this. I came very close to choking on it. That's what females usually tell me. Because it's medium. And they're like, wow, you were almost big. And I was like, cool, thanks. You were almost not a cunt. And then we fist fight. And I beat them because I'm a man and men are superior. So the beginning of... Well, the end of 2022. I'll just jump right into it. End of 2022... um, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start from like October, November time, until now, and just kind of talk. And <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's gonna come out of my face, but whatever, whatever. Let me get this out of frame. Um. So yeah, I mean, I mean, rough start for 2022 or 2023, because I I was coming off of. Um. Well, you know, you guys know the story at this point, or you don't. Um, basically, to summarize and keep it short, I almost jumped off of a bridge because of a woman. <laughs> because I couldn't, you know, I couldn't close the deal. So I was like, man, I suck. And this woman was a member at the gym, which already, bad decision. But that's, you know, that's drugs for you. And anyway, yeah, so I had to, I did that and then came, went to the hospital and then came back like a week and a half later and had to see her every day and she started fucking with me and shit and, you know, because it was, I'm sure it was just as confusing for her, you know, who was more than likely just trying to hook up and potentially see where things go, but because I was a psycho at that time and very, very immature... I was like, oh my god, the world's ending. Because she's slowly starting to ghost me. And, you know, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Especially when you're... Especially when you're dating a crazy person. It's best to just, like... Slowly back away. And that's... I mean, that's what she was doing. And I was... Paranoid and smart enough to figure out that's what was happening. But the weirdest part is that... 
we went to the same gym. And so, I, you know, I, I almost killed myself over her. It wasn't that. It was a lot more things. But that was the final straw, and then that makes things a little bit awkward. And then um, there was also, like, training was getting very, very weird. Because I try, I try, with everything I do, I try to remain professional. And, well, not everything. But in jobs, in actual jobs, not this one. This isn't a job yet. I can't wait for it to be. I need I need money. I need money. I need to make money off of this so that I don't have to do this bullshit anymore. But whatever. We'll keep grinding until that day. But yeah, I mean that was that was the end because that was October. Maybe it was like November first or second. I don't recall. I think it was mid October. But yeah, I mean I had a lot of shit going on in my life. And including that one. And then, like, training got very strange. I don't know if I've talked about just outright. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had clients, constant clients, both men and female, always, always telling me that they wanted to have sex. You know, it got to a point where um, one of them, one of them, told me that, you know, she was going to peg me and shit, and (laughs) I was so fucking drugged up that I was like, bet, let's do it, let's do it, it was like one in the morning, I was on all kinds of pills, because that's what the hospital deemed necessary, so I was on 200 milligrams of Zoloft, and to put that into perspective, Average is like 50, 100 milligrams at best. And then I had sleeping pills, which I want to say it was called Remron. I don't know. Pharmacists out there. Actually, pharmacists are not listening to this. Let's, let's, let's be real. But yeah, I mean, I was on sleeping pills and all this and then developed a pretty, pretty goddamn severe addiction. And I was using like a motherfucker as a result of this treatment for my depression and suicidal ideation and which by the way I do take accountability for I don't want to I don't want to like it seems like I blame everything on that and I don't I actually blame myself which is a an issue that I'm working on but well I mean just saying it proves that I'm I'm not so I'm going to stop saying that but no I'm not no I'm not I don't know, why am I, see, I'm already getting in my own head. This is what happens, is I'm like, I start fucking arguing with myself and shit. I start freaking out and start overthinking everything. When it, I mean, it's just focus on what happened. What is reality? And I guess reality would be that, yeah, I mean, I mean, I was, I was, Training ended because of that that sort of thing. Like I had somebody telling me that they wanted to peg me. I got other guys telling me they wanted to suck, you know, suck my dick and shit. And like, and then there was one there was one girl that, admittedly, we did talk on the phone. We did Facetime. We had some fun that way. But she was just straight up nuts, she was talking about, like, 
at one point she got very comfortable with me apparently and because it's i mean it starts training is very weird because it's a sales position and you can't really you can't really stick up for yourself unless it's i mean unless you're willing to one lose a ton of money and two start an altercation and so that was the the point i was it was getting to is i was i mean at the time i considered a lot of pe- these people my friend and then i guess they mistook that for me being interested and it was very confusing cuz like if i it was a very weird predicament cuz if i like said anything then i couldn't um i couldn't well i would lose money if i said anything if i if i stood up for myself and i was like hey you're you're taking this shit a little bit too far i had bills to pay and i had been at that point been well forced out of my living situation with no plan and no money and so i had i mean i had to put up with with the the person that said that they were gonna you know peg me or the girl that i was gonna talk about that we facetimed and then she became obsessive and showed up to the city i live in and tried to force me to meet her and i was like hell no (laughs) hell no hell no i'm not doing that but then but then i get the point i was gonna make is like you know you had this the guy that i was referring to that said that he wanted to fuck me and i had to i had to go back into work and after they would do that, I would have to see them and their spouse or whatever. And, you know, not confront them. And it's like, you kind of have to, as a trainer, you have to, at least the position I was in, was it's like, it's a weird line because you have to, you have to keep texting them. You can't just, like, it's tw- it's a 24-7 gig. People are going to get hurt. People are going to have questions. And, you know, if you want to, if you want to be one of the best trainers out there, you have to, you have to continue that. You have to, you have to answer everything that they, they ask at any time. And so, you know, nights get late, people get drunk, people start revealing who they truly are and their true intentions and what they feel about you and a lot of them a very good portion of them just wanted to fuck me and that was i mean that was fun it was very fun and so in in light of all that by the way i do want to i do want to defend myself a little bit about the because i've i've only ever painted it as my fault being crazy um, <laughs> let me just say that the, this bitch, <laughs> this bitch, it wasn't, it wasn't just me. It was, it was a two way street of like her saying that we were, well, I mean, say that, that we were talking and dating and that she cared about me and all that. Um, and then I would try and talk to her at the gym or whatever. And she's like, don't, don't talk to me at, at the gym. It's like, I want to keep this on the low. I don't want anybody to know. And it's just like, you know, fucking my mind. Um, 
yeah, yeah. But that was kind of a no, whatever. I'm I'm sorting through shit. I'm sorting through shit. And already I'm like I I immediately default to defending myself because that's how my family raised me to be. Is you if you say anything that's off the beaten path, you have to defend yourself. But not no more. Got to change that line of thinking. I got to be a, I got to be a little bit more like Cat Williams and I don't apologize for shit. And then spaz on my show. Oh boy, I don't know if you heard that. My stomach just rumbled. That caffeine is already hitting me. But yeah, so then so that's how I left training and that's that's just the the backstory before we get into the fun stuff because I already laid all of that out. I went through the the life story shit and all of that. So I guess I guess just go to the earlier days like a year ago and you can see what I'm talking about. So I mean, fuck it. Let's let's go. So I made sure that the end of December, like the end of December was my last day into January and then I was going to start a new factory job that my quote friend um my friend convinced me to go to instead and he was he was singing the praises telling me how great it was turned out he wasn't a great guy and um was full of shit but yeah i mean i trusted him so i went there and worked with him for a while and the more i i was at it was at this factory it was this factory um, I, my thought process at the time was to be like, I'm going to just go here and I'm going to, I'm going to clear my mind and then figure out what the hell is next. Or maybe I'll just stick here for a while if it's fun and then, um, just grind out the podcast, make money off of that and then keep going. But no, I mean, it's, it's the same deal as every other job where they just flat out lie and tell you that it's going to be all great and everything, give you the sales pitch. Um, and then you get no reward for, for your work ethic. And then you get sad and then they kind of force you out if they don't like you. And that's exactly what happened to me was, um, since day one, since that first interview, I could tell that the boss man didn't fuck with me. He never gave me a fair shake. And I don't know, he was like 450 pounds or some crazy shit, he could barely move, he had, he had jowls under his jowls, for anybody that doesn't know what jowls are, it's, think a droopy dog where they, like, hang down and, um, or, you know, that guy from Star Wars, it's all like, the Jar Jar, think Jar Jar Binks, that's how jiggly the dude's face was, and, like, yeah, I mean, right off the bat, he was on a power trip, I could tell, but I needed a job, so I stepped up, and um, I ended up getting hired, because three out of the four of them, they, they liked me, but then, like, and just to give you an idea of, like, of our dynamic, is I, in that interview or both interviews, actually I think it was one, in that interview for this factory position, 
um, or warehouse rather is a better word. It was like I was in there. There were three superiors, three supervisors, and then the big boss man, literally big boss man, fat fuck with giant tits. Not the good ones, though, like the hairy, saggy ones that you don't. He definitely was not washing under. <laughs> Anybody that knows Scott is like, fuck him. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it was almost like. I had all three of these supervisors just dying because I was saying the sh- I wasn't sucking up to him. And that became the pattern that I noticed was just everybody was sucking up to their superior. And it was just fake as shit. Just like dog and pony show of fuck this guy. We're going to backstab him immediately as soon as we can. But for now, he pays us. So we're going to... You know, we're gonna we're gonna laugh at his unfunny jokes and do the ha 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 type thing. But at the same time, I'm like, how can you act pompous when you're working at a warehouse in the middle of Bryan? Bryan, Ohio, the sticks, northwest Ohio, just cornfields as far as you can. Y'all are fucking hillbillies, just scum of the earth. Everybody's doing meth, I'm sure. And all of them look like they smell. They got the beer bodies. Just love handles on love handles. It just looks like everybody's fucking melting. That's the kind of... It's either everybody's melting or they're rail thin. It's like a... a, Well, a candle right there, which you can see. Or maybe not if I cropped it out of frame. But just like... Just gross. The grossest humans that you can imagine. And they were like... Well, pompous. I'm like, bro... My daddy has money. I don't have to be here. No, that's not true. My daddy cut me off. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He just wants to control me. Um, but yeah, so like this warehouse, like getting back to it, is it was it was just not great. No, honestly, the job was fine. The job I didn't mind, because I was driving for I was whipping forklifts and shit. I was like Marshawn Lynch, at where was he? Was it UCLA? Is that where he went? It's just that viral video or famous clip of him driving the the fucking Gator, all around the the place, all around the field during the game. Um, so I was on forklifts. I was going in. I actually quite enjoyed the job, um, but. You know, I was depressed as shit, and like I said, I I was developing an addiction because of the pills, which I know is a big claim. Um, It's like, oh, it's because of the pills. He blames the pills for everything. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, anybody that has taken SSRIs or antidepressants, you know, you know. Plus, it's like it's proven now. It's it's becoming common knowledge that they don't work, and starting like a year ago, at least at least a year ago, where people have been coming out talking about it, and it's they still still are doubling down, feeding people. It's the same as the oh, I'm gonna say it, the vaccine. It's the same shit. It's like what the fuck are we doing, man? Um, that's another. Vaccine is neither here nor there. I I don't care enough 
to fucking talk about it, and it's not worth the trouble to me. It's not my hill to die on. My hill to die on is antidepressants and treating that because they don't work. Um, they, but yeah, I mean, I was hopped up on that. Like I said, the uh, 200 milligrams Olaf, four times the amount, maybe more. Um, it might have been 250. So like four to five times the normal amount compared to other people that I knew that were also taking it. Um, and then, you know, I had those sleeping pills and like drinking. I fucking hate alcohol, dude, but every once in a while I would have a drink because it, I don't have a reason. It it was nuts. It was nuts. I mean, when, I mean, yeah, anybody that has gone through addiction with, with medic, I mean, with pills or fucking, I guess anything, you just, you, you get it where it's like, no, I can't do that. And then your body just does it anyway. And it's like, what the, what it's not, (laughs) and it's not an excuse because obviously you have to, you have to be like, man, I got to have some willpower, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I'm still, I guess that's the whole point of this episode is figuring out what the fuck happened because I'll like the, the alcohol, the alcohol wasn't the big thing. The big thing was weed. Um, alcohol was like every like month or whatever, but I would go fucking hard, dude. I'm talking like a whole, a whole fifth of whiskey or whatever. And I never drank before I started treatment. I I would drink when I first turned 21. I was like, fuck it. Let's, let's see what this brewski life is all about. It didn't agree with me. It would just make me sick. Um, and I didn't, enjoy it ever so I stopped and again I start taking the pills and it's like just straight up fucking me up like I couldn't I couldn't function I couldn't stop myself from doing crazy shit but the weed one was the the wildest because I mean it was 24 7 24 7 and then I would bring it up I would bring it up to the doctors or whatever and they would be like no, nah, like, you got, no, this is what they would do, they would make you feel horrible about whatever you were doing, like, alcohol, or weed, or whatever, they would make you feel horrible about it, guilt trip you, and then, but it was the pills that they were prescribing that were causing it, and if you brought that up, they would just shut it down immediately, it was nuts, it was nuts, and to give you an idea, to give you an idea, because I was fired from this warehouse for, um, for attendance. That was the reason. Actually, the exact words that he used was attendance and other factors. I was like, cool. I was like, cool, because he said, he said that it was that I had a lot of potential everybody loved me, and that I had a really good work ethic, and I performed well. 
but it was attendance and other factors that did me in. Alright. Other factors like you don't fucking like me? Because you weren't in control whenever I was in the room? Gotcha. Yeah, but, oh. Bold claim. I, I forgot to mention, because I, I kind of... My mind's all over the place today. Um, the reason I say that he didn't like me because he wasn't in control when I was in the room is because during every interview and every meeting that we would have, um, I would make all the supervisors laugh and they would always be listening to me rather than looking at him. And I could tell that it bothered the fuck out of him. It bothered the fuck out of him. So he was on a power trip. You could tell. And another piece of evidence that I would bring to the table to support my case is every single one of those meetings, people would go, they would, on the floor of the warehouse, they would talk to you like a normal person. They would work with you. But as soon as he was in the, like, in the, the meeting or whatever, they would get very tense and they look over at him, make sure everything was, that what they said was okay. Um, and he would always have to get the last word <laughs> and you know, my crazy ass, um, he always had to be right. He always had to get the right word. And you know, my crazy ass was like, was like, what, what, what did you just say? What the fuck? <laughs> or I would do that passive aggressive ass shit that I, I grew up on, you know, whatever. Um, and he would just randomly take a shot at me in in front of the whole um the whole group and i'm like all right bro all right bro i would <laughs> i mean i would deck you in the face if if it wasn't a pillow but whatever um but yeah just to kind of to give you an idea of where i was at in that part of my life it was i would wake up So, okay, actually, one thing I forgot to mention about training is I took it very seriously. And it was, like, I... I worked out two and a half, three hours a day. And then I started treatment of depression, like, for my depression. And it went from two and a half, three hours to I couldn't even go 15 minutes warming up without almost vomiting. Because I was so out of shape. And it made me feel like shit. It made me feel just inferior. So just keep that in mind. Um, so like day to day when I was at the warehouse. And by and the warehouse I was there from early January. Maybe, maybe mid-January to... What would it be? 90? Because I made it to 90 days. Um, so what? Three months? Yeah, right around May, because it was starting to get warmer. Right around May time, um, they let me go. They fired me. So, yeah, I mean, this was my life during that period, all of early 2023. And this is kind of why I'm like, what the fuck even happened? Because it was just a pill days, it was a drug days, it was... Yeah, um, wake up, wake up early as shit, like four in the morning so I could get to work because they weren't exactly upfront about the hours 
and when I would bring it up, they were like, yeah, whatever. They weren't, they weren't upfront about pretty much anything. So I had to get up way, way, way earlier than I thought I was going to have to, which is a struggle for me because I can't fucking sleep anyway. And so I'm up at 4.30, um, and maybe 5, you know, grab one of these, get going, get going on the energy. Um, I would take my medication, I would try and eat food, have a legit panic attack, um, like to the point where my chest was hurting extremely bad, and I would be trying to eat, and then all my food would just come up, so I would have to go from my living room, run down the hall before I fucking soiled my carpet, and then vomit everywhere. I would cry for a while. And I, like, I kid you, like, I wish, I wish this was a story <laughs> that I was making up, but I promise you, right hand of God, this is, this is the truth. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would, I would do that, lay in my puke for a while. Because I was too depressed to move, and when you're depressed, it's like gravity is amplified, and you don't feel anything, and you're just, so I'm just laying there in my bathroom floor, the smell of vomit all over the place, um, still 5.30 in the morning, or 5 or whatever the fuck, just at the toilet, and, yeah, and... If I would be, if I was able to cry, because I can't, um, I don't know how, but if I was able to, I would tear, or I would tear up, and it felt like I was going to cry, but I don't know how, so I couldn't. So then I go to work, I go to work, start heading that way, um, take my medications, So that way I could at least try and function. I would take those. Um, just be miserable all day. I would try to make the most of work. I would just, you know, one of the guys I liked, other Scott, good Scott. Uh, he was actually nice to me. The guy that I was working with over in, because I was in the shipping department for a while. And then they started bouncing me around trying to get me to quit. I wouldn't quit. Um, but yeah, I mean, the first few, the first couple months I would do that with him where we would just move boxes. I would be on the forklift, which was fun as hell. You know, I, I felt like I made a friend with him and if I see him, if I, I mean, if I ever see him in, in person, I'd be, I would be down to chat with him, um, just see how he's doing. But I doubt it cause he was like, <laughs> what, 40 to 50 years older than me. I'm sure. No, he was not. No, he was not. He was not 60. He was probably like 30 years older than me. Um, but yeah, so like that was the first half of the shift. Then I would go and hang out with my, my, the guy that I went there because we were friends at the time and our conversations at lunch, 30 minutes, it would just be a one-on-one -on -one conversation. And it was very strange because we grew up together we we were very close growing up and then i moved away he stayed back we clearly took very different paths in life and then we had come back and 
I thought that we were still going to be friends. But it became very strange, like our conversations. For example, he would start testing me. I could tell. And I was like, what the what the fuck? And what do I mean by testing? Um, like one day, somehow it got brought up that I was a pushover. And again, because I was in a, a drugged up daze from all the pills that they had me on, I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess I am. And agreed with him after he flat out said that I was a pushover. And then afterwards I was like, wait a fucking second. Did he just say that? And so I came back. I came back to him and I was like, what the fuck? Wait, did you just call me that? And he was like, no, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't mean it like that. I didn't know what to say. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And, and that's how it was every day. It was always something. It was something small. And I didn't start picking up on it until after a few weeks, maybe a month or so, that he was doing that. And that, I mean, the whole point of move, like going to this job was... Because my friend was there, I was going to shoot the shit with my friend, work with him, um, and actually have somebody in my life so I wasn't alone. But then he started revealing who he actually was, and it was unsettling. We're talking about the same guy, which, whatever, um, at a party, we got shit-faced, and... He flat out spit in my face, and I almost decked him, but I didn't because earlier that night he was he sh- was showing me his knife, and so I knew he had a weapon on him, and I knew he was a maniac just as well, which is why we were friends at the time, because we were both fucking crazy, and <laughs> we got along, and I was like, man, I could, I had to wait, even... Even despite me going through a power hour with vodka, with ev- where every five minutes we took a shot, me and my best mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was fun. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, he spit, my, he spit directly in my face. And then I was like, alright, bro, because I was about to beat the shit out of... Like, I was, I was imagining for a moment, for a moment... Even drunk as hell, um, I was able to just, I w- it was just tunnel vision on him, and I was imagining grabbing his, <laughs> grabbing his fucking shirt and just driving his skull into the, the metal panel that he was standing in front of, and then, you know, doing whatever, going attack mode. There was tools everywhere, I was fully planning on grabbing one of those and I was like is this man worth going to jail but he showed me that he had a knife and I was like no I'm I'm good so I was like let me yeah whatever whatever that that story does not matter um not anymore um but yeah that's just the kind of guy that he was is he would pretend to be your friend and then he wasn't when he was not and that made me sad to realize so I had that At that point, I was like, man, what the fuck is the point of even being here and working here? Yeah. But still, I was on all kinds of medications, and my doctors had me questioning everything. So despite that, I was still like, man, it can work out. It's fine. It's fine. And then at that time, I was also 
I was also hooking up with people I should not have been hooking up with at all, like even close. Um, I'm talking like old clients, even, <laughs> even my ex boss's daughter, just, be just out of spite. <laughs> and then, um, and then like, Yeah, man. And then putting it all on blast on the podcast and the one that fucks me up because during that time I was, yeah, I mean, I was losing it. I was, I was flat out losing it. I was saying the craziest shit on the show and at night still to this day, I beat myself up for it. And that's something I'm, tr I'm trying to work on gratitude and fixing that. But the shame that comes with all that shit. And the decisions I made and how I handled that, it weighs on me pretty fucking heavily. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 it does. It does, a lot. And like, you know, I called all of them out by name. Because I was insecure and where I was and hated myself and on, on all the drugs. So I was, I mean, I was, I was going to war. I was spazzing in front of everybody and you can still go back and see it. And that's kind of like when, when I put out the SSRI video a few months ago, um, which obviously no surprise there. It didn't do too well. I'm sure this one won't either because I'm being honest <laughs> and the viewers don't like honesty. Apparently they want to be entertained, but it's fine. It's my fucking show. I'll do whatever I want. Um, but yeah, I mean at that time, early, early 2023, I was losing my mind. I was going crazy. I was not in my right head. And again, I'm not making excuses for myself. I beat the piss out of myself for everything I said. I remember everything, especially when I'm trying to sleep at night. Especially when I'm trying to sleep at night, man. I'm I'm running through all that shit. I'm thinking about how I called out her, how I talked about him, how I said this. You know, especially that one. Never mind, I won't even I won't even say which one. But I'm sure you can guess. The one where I call out a lot of people. That one fucks me up the most because I don't, that's not me. That's not me. And that one, that's not how I want to carry myself. That's not how I want to be. That's not who I want to be. And so, yeah, I mean, to finish out where I was going though, because again, I got sidetracked. Um, yeah, I mean, I would wake up, I would wake up, just puke all over myself, had to clean myself off. I would be crying or tearing up rather, um, couldn't eat, wasn't eating, I ain't eat, I would go all day without eating, working a hard-ass factory job, like moving boxes, I wouldn't eat, I wouldn't eat, because I was like, what's the fucking point, why would I eat, who cares, who cares, I can't work out anymore, I mean, the medication stripped me of that, um, I'm not gonna work out, I'm just gonna go home, as soon as I'm off work, 3.30, I'm fucking, I'm lighting up on the, the, the route home. Um, 
if I hadn't lit up already, because sometimes I would just, you know, I would hit the pen, show up, and just smoke my days away, straight up. I would be smoking my days away, hoping, just waiting for death, waiting to die, just feeling nothing, nothing at all, completely numb. No friends or family reaching out, really. Maybe like two. One or two. Um, yeah, I mean, I had nobody. Nobody at all in that in that period. Um, yeah, and then I would smoke my days away. I would just smoke and smoke, and smoke, and just eat, and I did that for at least, what, four or five months, four months probably, maybe five, I'll just say four, yeah, go home, just eat everything I possibly can, high off of my mind, watching the stupidest YouTube, like super mega, fuck you, <laughs> no, super mega's funny, but yeah, I mean, that was that's the kind of stuff I was watching, though, is other people playing video games, and... I am honestly astounded that I still made podcast episodes. That that this is the one thing that has kept me grounded. It's helped it's helped me a lot sort through shit and yeah. But yeah, I mean that's I guess to wrap that up because I'm fucking going on for 40 minutes already. Um and that's like bullet point number two, um, was that, like that factory gig and running through women. Well, actually at that point, cause by then my sexuality was starting to change. Um, it was right around February, March time after being on SSRIs for what, October, November, December, January. Yeah. Right around four months. Um, that was when I was, my sexuality was changing as a result as, and I swear to God, it was, well, I won't swear to God because I don't know the science and I don't want to go to hell over a white lie like that, but I'm, I'm very, I'm certain. I'm very certain. I have no question in my own mind that, um, it was, it was a result of the, the SSRIs lowering my testosterone and manipulating my brain and making me want to get fucking bottomed <laughs> by a dude. It's nuts. Literally nuts. It hot. Especially when you're on pills. And so I, I was on all the dating apps just trying to fucking hook up with somebody. Trying to do some shit. I never did, thank Christ. But, like, man, that... I'm so glad that I had the... Somehow the presence of mind in that state to be like... Even though even though I was snapping dudes and... <laughs> there's, a, there's a collection of, of dudes out there that definitely have my drugged up penis... But but that's everybody. Everybody sent a dick pic, right? Dick pic or two, that's 2023, man. Or 2024 now. Everybody sent... You, you gotta send one. 
You gotta get exposed. Don't go digging. It's, it's underwhelming. You can just ask. You don't want to see it. <laughs> you don't want to see it. I promise. It's small. It's quaint. I have a quaint dick. I have a quaint cock. But yeah. Like, some of the shit that I did. Some of the shit that... That it made me feel. Which, that's... I'm going to steal a line from John Mulaney when he was talking about his addiction and what it made him do. The gay shit is just the part that I'm willing to tell you. It's way deeper than that. A lot more happened. A lot more creepy shit was done. Not done. But a lot more creepy thoughts happened. Um, that I, yeah, I won't even talk about. You know, the gay shit, because I know I, I talk a lot of shit, but, like, who gives a fuck, honestly? Like, I don't I don't care. I truly, I, do, I truly don't care if you like to take it up the ass or put your cock in a pussy. I don't, or whatever. If you want to chop your shit off, who fucking cares? Just tell me what you want to be called. I don't give a fuck. But as long as I can make fun of you, I'm gonna. As long as, as, long as I'm alive, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say how ridiculous it is for a man to get fake tits, even though it's hot as shit. <laughs> it is hot. It's hot, and that's why I hate it because I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to like. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's not the point here. It's not the point. The point is I truly don't give a fuck, and I'm crazy. So, and I'm trying to get canceled at this point. That would be a dream come true. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Ce. Ce. D. Be nuts, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. My brain just fucking broke there because I'm, I'm so not used to emotions and talking about what's beneath. Yeah, let me finish. Let me just fucking kill you. Excuse me. So we'll move on to the next job, which is my phone sales gig. Um, yeah, I, I talked enough about the other one. But that was just where I was at. was like vomit, wasting my life, losing friends, cutting everybody off. To the point where people didn't even want to see me anymore. It, w it was true isolation. And then I, I mean, I get fired. Um, I've told this story before, but... Just like I got fired. Actually, real quick, one more thing about them. That warehouse was they they said attendance. Um, half of those days that they claimed I was in unexcused absence, I was in the hospital and they were unwilling to work with me about getting the papers I needed and, you know, talking and communicating with what I needed to give them. So that's why I'm like, there was no fake share or fair shake in the first place. Because half of my days that I missed were excused because I was in the fucking hospital for, attempt, for attempting to take my own life. Um, but, you know, whatever. Plus, they admitted that my performance was fine. They admitted everything else was cool. 
Um, you know, you know, I bet I could win a lawsuit if I really wanted to, but I would rather focus on my show and wait for their bodies to float down the river on this path of life. And I sit there grinning as I watch them go by. So on to the, the, the retail sales position where I was working front desk at an internet phone company um, because I got fired. I had no way to pay my bills. Actually, shout out to the client that saw me losing my fucking mind on the podcast and paid my rent um, because I was about to be homeless because at that time, again, my whole family wasn't present. They didn't give a shit about what I was going through and friends weren't there and I was too out of my mind to even consider any good plan so I was like yeah I mean I had no way to pay rent and one of my clients stepped up so big shout out to them um yeah I mean it was it was daily it was daily of about to (laughs) about to kill kill myself also actually because I, I left it out just that day today. This is the state I was in. And it, that state also carried over of me, like, vomiting or whatever the fuck. Up until the end of summer. Because that's when I started started ta- trying to take my health a little bit more seriously. I started realizing the pills were bullshit. Pretty much up until I started, I realized that they were bullshit. And that something was wrong. And that, like the antidepressants were the cause of a lot of my issues. Um, that my, that's how my day to day was of like, wake up, vomit everywhere, fucking hands shaking, had no motor function, couldn't think impaired judgment, low testosterone, sexuality changing, um, developing the, the weed addiction, which, yeah, smoking all my all my hours away that I had, unable to appreciate life, um, all the all the good stuff, and that amplified when I got fired, and then you know I went to went to the job, went to the new job where I was optimistic, I was hopeful, and then immediately, obviously, you get shut down, you get shut down. You get lied to, but I needed a job. So they they were making me work. They promised eight hours. They said I was only going to do 40 hours a week. The recruiter did. That was a flat-out lie. Um, already, immediately, immediately, I was... They were understaffed. Couldn't figure out why. Couldn't tell you why. Actually, I'm about to for the next, like, 45 fucking minutes. Um... <laughs> They, like, they, it was just, like, it was just madness. It was just madness, because they were overworking me. Um, the boss was a compulsive liar, which took me a while to figure out. But there was one day where we were, I was helping this guy with his phone. And I overheard the conversation that he and her were having. And 
I heard somebody mention something about something being stolen. But that was about it. And then, like, I go on and do this phone sale. And as a result of not being informed that his old phone was stolen, it became a day-long thing of having to call in superiors and trying to fix this fucking phone and all of this. And then I go back there to ask for assistance and after the customer had told me the the phone was stolen and he said that he had told her which i heard something about something being stolen and i go to i you know i go to my boss and she was like she's like no nobody told told me anyway i didn't know and i was just like wait i heard it my coworker verified the story he just <laughs> said that he told you but you're just flat out fucking lying to me and then that was the theme. That was the theme the entire time with management there. Um, I can't speak for the higher, higher ups, but you could tell that something was weird. Some, some bullshit was going on. Um, but the main thing, like, there was that. And I would, if I brought up a complaint, like, you know, their whole thing. Their whole thing at this, this place was open door policies and see something, say something. So, they would, like, if you saw something wrong, you say something to your boss, and they'll do something about it. Just a flat-out lie. And same as the open-door policy. It's like, they would say, you can do, you can talk to us about anything, you can do whatever. Um, I mean, again, flat-out lie. Flat-out lie, actually. Uh, the, <laughs> the lady, because we had a 90-day, like, review type deal, and... Just to give you an idea of what kind of what kind of superiors these were. It was a 90-day meeting just to see how all the new newer hires were liking their jobs, how they were fitting in. And they were taking attendance in this Zoom class, because there were quite a few of us, using participation. So I needed to have a mic, a microphone to be able to participate. It was not working because the computer that my incompetent boss put me on didn't have one. And so I tried to bring it up to her. See something, say something, right? Yeah, bullshit. She was, she was not helpful. <laughs> she just completely ignored me when I brought it up. And I was like, okay, let me figure this out. I couldn't figure it out. So I texted, or not texted, but I messaged in the Zoom the superior or not in the zoom but in our our little chat which shows us when people are typing and when they see something see the chat and she saw it then started typing then stopped typing and then like two minutes later maybe less than two minutes later she starts going on about open door policy and how you can talk to them about anything. They'll immediately respond and help you out as soon and as best that they can. And after leaving me on red <laughs> about a problem that needed to be fixed so I wouldn't get in trouble. And then later, I my boss gets a message saying that I didn't get I didn't participate. And I was like, cool. Sick. This is the type of game we were playing. But I was on antidepressants. I was on drugs. 
Um, and I needed a job. So I was I stuck around despite this. Plus it paid pretty fucking well. It paid pretty goddamn well. Which is money talks, you know. It'll let it'll help you put up with some bullshit for a while. And yeah, yeah. But yeah, like there was that. That's the kind of company we were talking about. I alluded it to I alluded to this a couple maybe maybe it was the last episode, I don't know. But I feel like I did, where just another example of the kind of company this was, was I put in my two weeks because I had a meeting with the same boss. I went in there knowing that everything, every every complaint or every concern that I had, because I, I wasn't in there complaining. I was actually trying to problem solve and maybe we could come up with something because I did not want to quit. I, I really did not want to quit, despite all this bullshit. It paid well, and I was pretty satisfied with where I was at in life. I wasn't minding it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I put in my two weeks, and then, or I tried to have the meeting first, where I addressed my, or I, I brought up my concerns, fell on deaf ears again. She actually found a way to turn all of them into being my fault. And so the next day I put in my two weeks. Um, And the way that they operated, my commission chick was usually for selling phones because I was selling phones, internet, all that stuff. All the techie bullshit that you fucking dorks use. And, you know, we're talking like $1,500, maybe $1,800. On the higher end, which when you're broke as hell, that's a significant amount of money. That's rent plus food plus all your bills and then some. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's the check that I. That I mean, the check that they took from me because I missed. They claim. They claim, and I I checked with all three superiors. That I knew. They claimed that I couldn't get paid that because I missed it by four days. I would have had to work that period and finish that period, that fiscal period. Um, and I missed it by four days. So they took, they were like, they used that as an excuse um, to not let me or to try and keep me around. Because what the other, well, let me get into the reasons why I put in the two weeks first. So, the customers, holy shit, holy shit, every other day, at least, somebody was in there screaming, somebody was in there screaming, I had dudes, I had guys, like, old ass men, old, old guys, where... I'm just like, what are you thinking? If I saw you and you did this to me anywhere else, um, it would be one punch and you're dead. You're literally dead. Like, you can't defend yourself. Why are you screaming at me? Straight up screaming. Straight up screaming. Throwing money at me. Throwing their quarters at me. 
Um, there was a guy. There was a guy that. This, yeah, I'll just tell you the story that um, I that made me put in my two weeks. Every day since I first started there, this guy would come in and I would greet him. I'm like, "Hello, sir. How are you?" I would do my little sales thing, just be because I would try and treat everybody. No matter how they acted last time, I'll try and treat everybody with respect. Um, and this old fuck, he would come in, and I would I would greet him. I would tell him hi. I would ask how he was doing. Just dead silence. Just pissed as fuck looking at me. Um, and then he would he would throw, literally throw all his shit at me, and not say a word. And so I, I would be like, so what are we doing today? And he would just point and be like, we're doing that! And like, I, I wish I was over-exaggerating, but he would straight up start out by screaming. And so I was like, man, alright. Alright, I get it. We're doing a bill. And <laughs> so I would have to ask, like for license or whatever, and he would start screaming again. And the whole interaction, it was just verbally verbally uh well for lack of a better term abusive like just screaming at me calling me names and shit and i had to just sit there and take it or else i might get fired which that alone should tell you exactly what kind of job it was you couldn't stand up for yourself you couldn't talk to these guys who were raising hell and dehumanizing you in front of a lobby full of people. Your boss wouldn't come out and help you out. Your coworkers wouldn't say shit. Nobody would get involved. That was the dynamic. Just sit there. Take it. Just take it. Because all that matters is the money. And he might be a sale. You might be able to turn that thing around. Um, and then one day, after five months of that, where he would just come in and scream at me, in front of everybody and humiliate me. I just gave him his money back and I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. Unless you want to ask politely, I'm not doing this. And he lost it. He lost it. My boss had to get involved. It was a whole fucking thing. And believe it or not, when I'm not on the air, um, I don't want attention. I don't want attention. I don't want anybody to see me. I don't like going outside. Uh, but yeah, like, all eyes were on us, and he was just screaming at me. Another guy, another guy, he threatened to beat me up um, and just talked so much shit because I couldn't sell a $1,300 phone to his father without verifying somebody's identity. I just needed something. And so he storms out with his child, his kid, he did all of this in front of his kid, stormed out, raising hell, cussing me out the whole time, and then he comes back, throws it at me, and, like, legitimately throws it at me, which everybody does, but, you know, this fuck. Um, he stays for an hour. He stays for an hour. It's like he was waiting for me to close so he could try and fight me. Um, <laughs> and I was not playing that shit, so I'm like... I'm like, excuse me, sir, because we closed. It was just, it was just me, 
his kid, who he was forcing to stay there for a fucking hour, um, and was purposely being loud the whole time. I just kept ignoring him. The store closed. I asked him to leave because we were closed. And he was like, no, I got to make sure that he's okay. And I was like, fine. I tried to ask nicely. We can get the cops involved. He was like, fucking do it then. <laughs> I was like, bro, what? Over a license? But yeah, that's that's the kind of job it was. Um, thank Christ his dad stepped in. Because, I mean, I was I was about to call the police and deal with that shit. Um, apparently, apparently, and just to close out that story, because that's not the end. Him leaving after that... Um, he was asking my name. I was like, no, I'm not giving you my name. He called me a bitch. He said I was scared. And <laughs> eventually left in front of his kid. And it took everything I had not to not to make fun of him in front of his child. And say, like, wow, that's the example you want to set? Okay, sure. Um, but I didn't. Because I'm a bitch and I was scared. And, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I was dealing with on top of... <laughs> on top of the the drugs and all of that that these doctors had me on. So, like, dealing with that on a daily, that was a daily thing. That was every day. Every day. Every single fucking day that I was there. Overworked. We're talking 10, sometimes 11-hour days. Every once in a while, I would get a nice 8 and that was cool. You know it's bad when an eight-hour shift feels short. And we were working five days a week, sometimes six. Open Monday through Saturday. You get Wednesdays off. So it would it would be... I mean, you, you didn't have a life. You didn't have a life. It was essentially 9.30... It, well, it was like 9.15... In the morning, Monday, Tuesday, until 7, and then sometimes 7.30, sometimes even 8, and we closed at 6. Um, so you get two days, you get Wednesday off, and then you get three more days, and then you get Sunday off. And so, it, I mean, social life was just out the window, which I guess I didn't have any friends or family at the time anyway. So it didn't matter to me. But I just had no time to do anything at all. Um, and yeah, just getting dehumanized every fucking day. I didn't have any time to do anything that I actually wanted to do. Because it was... It was just work. Go home, I would try and lift. But just be dead tired and pissed off at the world from being fucking screamed at all day. And I still got my workouts in, but it was hard. It was hard. I couldn't string more than a few days together because it would be like the the gym that I would go to would close or I would be so tired or I would be so upset that I just wanted to go home and lay down or whatever. And yeah, every single day you're getting screamed at by somebody. Sometimes Saturdays were for the illegals. They would come in, nobody could speak English, and they would try and buy like 10 phones. <laughs> 10's a bit of an exaggeration, but like, I kid you not, every fucking Saturday, 
every fucking Saturday, right before we closed, it would be a giant family of people that could not speak English, and they would be wanting to buy four to five phones in cash. And <laughs> it's like, I don't have to... Doesn't take a genius to figure out what's going on here. I really hope the upstairs neighbors are listening to this right now, because that's one of them. Uh, <laughs> who, by the way, this I hope if she's out there, if I, if you're listening to this, stop fucking closing the door when I'm trying to do my laundry. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. The dryer's broke, so I gotta put the stone there. I know it's cold. I know it is. Let me dry my fucking clothes. I paid two and a half dollars for this. And you fucking close the door and then I can't... I have to do another load? Stop. Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean... I mean, yeah, it was just dehumanizing. And then, again, like I said, up until I started cycling off the antidepressants, it became... It just became... My life was just... I couldn't function. I couldn't think. I couldn't... I was stressed the fuck out because of the new job. I didn't know how I was going to get through anything and I began heavily self-harming um in fact it reached a point where it was like um it was every day I would wake up and I would hope that something would happen to me I'm getting out of that, thankfully. But yeah, I mean, from the time that... From early summer of 2023 up until... I mean, like, this week. It's been every day I've been like... I've just wanted to die. Fully. And I wouldn't let me... I, wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't let me kill myself. Because I made a... Well, because of personal things, which I don't, honestly, I don't know if I'll ever tell, but I have my own motive now, which is causing, which is enough to not have a suicidal episode, despite my suicidal ideations. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's. That's how it was. That was my life for most of 2023. Just dealing with that. And then I started... Psych- I, t- I made the decision after finding out... So, it, well, it's very interesting how the world works. And how the universe, if you're willing to listen... Personally, I call it God. But I think there's some... Whatever force you call it, like whether you're Muslim and it's Allah, I don't know what Buddhism believes in, Christians, are, they call it God, fucking woke liberal chicks call it the universe and 
their rocks and astrology. Whatever it is, whatever whatever you believe the good forces that is at work in this world, which I wholeheartedly believe in that there is a good, and I choose to call him God, or call it God. Um, if you're willing to listen, you can pick up on shit. And something that happened was... And I, I got really into dinosaurs, like a five-year-old level into dinosaurs. And I started... Like, really, I just started researching them. I thought they were cool. I went through this dinosaur phase, which is what, which is why I went, I did the T-Rex being released in New York City, which, one of my favorite fucking episodes, beside, despite the, <laughs> the audio trouble, go listen to that, please, because it was fun. Um, but yeah, T-Rex being released into New York City, just a silly thought experiment, but like, I got really into dinosaurs and started reading Jurassic Park. And at this time, because this was like a month ago or so, that was when I I realized that I want to try and use... I just want to start bringing more awareness to, you know, how fucked up the healthcare system is and these antidepressants and... um trying to get more people to have these awkward conversations of you know I want to I want to die and I don't know what to do about it I need help because you say that to anybody they're just going to shut down I'm I'm very aware of that and there is a time and place for it just like there's a time and place to celebrate being gay like I used to be I'm going back into... Can you go back into the closet? Am I allowed? Can I do that? <laughs> Is it possible? I'm going to be the first guy to go back into the closet. I'm like... I think I'm good. <laughs> it's cold out here. I want to go back in. Put on a sweater. Whatever. <laughs> Just hide amongst the clothes. And my cornhole board that I keep in here. And my paint... But yeah, I got into, I got, at this time I was very, I was really studying um, how these affect people, how antidepressants work, and developing my vendetta against the current healthcare system, which I can get into. And I will. But the dinosaurs, I started reading Jurassic Park. Surprise, it's a book. That's where the movie comes from. Very fucking great book. Just a solid book. Um, but chapter one, they ca- they kind of mention that the reason um, the reason venom works and it burns is because it's serotonin. Apparently, when you put serotonin into your system, it's poison, and it hurts you. And my doctors were having me eat that with Zoloft and or the Lexapro. You know, just something to think about. (laughs) And when I learned that, that was kind of the final straw. I was like, wait, this shit. And I tried. Please, 
please put a link or something to a study. Like if you know, if you on the YouTube channel, if you know, if you know the difference between the medication of serotonin and if there's a difference between that and the venom that's in lizards or the thing that makes bee stings hurt, please. I'm I'm just really hope I've been hoping and I tried to look into it. I could not find a single difference. I was like, it's got to be different chemicals, right? It's got to be different. And they just call it the same thing. And I mean, no, <laughs> no, apparently it's the same serotonin. Yeah, and they're prescribing that. They're prescribing venom. The same shit that makes venom hurt you. So there's that. Um, that was the kind of the final straw. And I guess what I was getting at with the universe is... Why did I get... Just out of, out of the blue, I got into dinosaurs and then decided to read Jurassic Park. And then I learned a key piece of information on on a cause that I'm trying to, you know, trying to trailblaze in. Okay. Interesting. But yeah, like towards the end of my time at the retail sales position, cause I, I'm not going to say either of these companies names just out of fear of a lawsuit <laughs> until I sue them myself. Um, you know, I started cycling off because I realized, I realized that that shit was poisoning me. Um, had severe withdrawal syndrome or symptoms because again, it's a drug and you become addicted to it. Getting the craziest vertigo to the point where like I couldn't even move my eyes back and forth. I was having these things, and you can look them up. They're called brain zaps. Again. Again, or not again, but all of this stuff is you can just find about antidepressants and um, any of that shit, anti-anxiety, whatever the fuck, all the same shit. They they just recycle it. It's crazy because you you can have one drug that quote treats um depression, anxiety, and bipolar stuff. It's like, how? How? Use your fucking brain. How? How is that possible? You guys are clearly just trying to make money. But whatever. Um, yeah, causing withdrawals, causing these things called, like, severe vertigo, and then, if I moved at all, and then getting brain zaps, which is straight up a feeling like a shock is being sent from my brain. I could feel it go down my neck, th like through my spinal cord, which was wild, and then out into the rest of my body. And for a moment, my vision would just kind of, well, it would kind of go white as a result of cycling off these meds. I didn't even go cold turkey, mind you. I would half it, and then I would half it after a while, because I straight up didn't know. The way that, with how much they were fucking pumping into me here let me sit up because i kind of fucking <laughs> i melted into this couch as the the show went on um yeah like 
I didn't know what was going to happen to me if I went cold turkey. I didn't want to risk a seizure or a stroke or some shit. So, like, I, I mean, I did my research and it seemed like going half and then half and then half again. And then until it was ultimately done, um, seemed like the best plan. So I, I mean, I did half for two weeks. If I was cool, I would go half again, half of the dose, two weeks, and then half again. And the part that was so fucking frustrating with this whole thing is, uh, I tried to bring it up to my doctor. Like, I'm like, what's the exit strategy here? How do I get better? How, like, what am I, which again, like he was the same one, same one that told me that to stop asking questions and just take the pill literally said, stop taking the red pill, like the matrix quit asking why flat out direct quote. He said, quit asking why and just take your medication. (laughs) I was like, bro, at the time I was just, I was dumbfounded, but I mean, to this day, I'm just like, what the fuck? What kind of evil shit was I involved in? I can't believe I got taken advantage of like that. And so many other people are. Also, I can just, well, whatever. The withdrawal. But I tried to bring it up to my doctor. He wouldn't, he would, he just stonewalled me. Maybe, I don't know if it was incompetence or just didn't want to give up his food addiction or fucking cars or whatever the hell he had going on. Um, you know, forcing one, he wouldn't, he wouldn't tell me how to get off of him. Um, despite me essentially begging him. So I, I had to figure it out myself, pull myself up by my bootstraps, if you will, and started cycling off of that. And having these severe symptoms of, yeah, just severe physical symptoms as a result. The main three were the brain zaps, which was the most concerning. Because it's like your brain just shuts off for a second and then turns back on. And your vision goes completely white and then you get a shock all the way down your body. Um, The vertigo, if you... Even, like, if I moved my eyes too quickly, everything would just be woozy. Excuse me. And then, yeah, I mean, I couldn't think. I could not think. I just couldn't think. Like, my brain was slower. And so, I I mean, I started... I just started eating as healthily as I could and drinking as much fluid as I could and just weathered the storm and eventually got off of them. Thank fucking Christ. But like, man, man, that was a rough one. That was rough. And it's, I mean, tell me that they're non-addictive when they have withdrawal symptoms and you can't, if you don't take them, you feel like you're going to die. You think you're going to die addiction that's just straight up addiction you think the world's gonna end if you get off of the pills it's wild it's wild shit 
So all of that, I mean, that's that's the whole year. My 2023 was just madness. Um, Dayton, I mean, the first few months, just dating, dating chicks that I immediately would have ran away from, but I was in such a haze that I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And then I would be surprised that they didn't, they were into me. To give you context on that, one of them was pregnant. She was fully pregnant. She was married to somebody that was serving overseas and was a, about to be a single mother that constantly smoked weed. And still, despite all of that, I wasn't in my right mind. So I was like, yeah, I don't care. I'll, I won't, I'm not the stepdad. I'm the dad that stepped up. <laughs> and then it, wow, surprisingly, it didn't work out. And I was very upset. And I thought that I was lesser than. Another one, the ex-boss's daughter, was, which that alone, man, is... That one was crazy. Because, like, I I, per, I knew. I knew the whole time that I was training her. I was like, because she would try and flirt with me. And I would just stonewall it because I knew she was fucking nuts. And then I start getting on the drugs. My impairment um, goes out the window. Or I'm impaired. And I'm like, fuck it. Let's try and date an 18-year-old that is <laughs> about to go to college. And, like, not even in college. And, I mean, again, the moment of realization was she would she would talk, we would talk on the phone, and she would tell me about her sucking other dudes' dicks and, like, how good her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend used to fuck her and how I would never be able to do the same. And still... I would be like, yeah, I like her. It was nuts. It was nuts. And and then, like, I realized the weight of the situation when, because she came over and, you know, it was a good time. And, (laughs) but, like, I went over, she invited me to a party, like a get-together where we were all going to smoke. And, and I was like, oh, fuck. I mean, dude, I'm 20, I'm 23. No, I was 22, but I I was like, I'm 22. Hanging out at a fucking, they all had graduated, but at a fucking high school party. And I'm like, what? And I start having a fucking panic attack. And so I'm like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I start breaking down, and then I'm in my infinite wisdom, I was like, just let me get a hit, let me get a hit right now, I'm not doing well, and she, I mean, she knew what the fuck she was doing, but I was like, I need a hit, and then that made it worse, (laughs) and so I was freaking out, and then I didn't leave, I didn't leave, (laughs) because I didn't know what the fuck was going on, and like, this is the level of shit, and again, this is like, I'm telling you this because this is what I feel like I can share. This isn't even like the the yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I've I've talked to my friends about it, or the two friends that I have about the shit that happened during that. But that's that's two that I'm willing to share with you. Just yeah, those two, like, and then the, all the gay shit happened, and man, and now and all of that, like that was early 2023. And then to close it all out, to close it all out, I was, yeah, man, that, like, I got to live with that shit now. I got to think about it. I got to think about the shit that I saw in the hospital. And the shit that I said to other people and the shit that I did on this show as a result of trying to get help. It's tough. It's tough. Like, I wouldn't... The reason I got help in the first place is I realized that if I wanted to be successful, something had to change. I needed an... I needed a... impenetrable mind. I couldn't... I needed... I need I needed to stop being so goddamn sensitive and I mean I needed to live. And so I sought out treatment. Went for therapy alone went $2000 in debt. Didn't help. Started hopping on these drugs. Prescription drugs, I mean what? A few dollars a month over 12 months or not even 12 months, like a year and a half. And however much money that would be. And then you got the medical bills. I did six days in the psych ward because, I mean, I I don't know. Because I did have suicidal episodes leading up to that, like severe. Um, but, I mean, it straight up made my depression worse, which is one of the side effects. That nobody tells you about, which is fucking crazy. And then if you try and bring it up, they'll just say that you're crazy. But like, I went to the psych ward twice. Never went before. Because I tried to kill myself twice and I was self-harming. And my friends at the time were just like, you need to get help. Um, $15,000 in debt. As a result of six days in the psych ward. And that is after insurance. So I'm paying that off now. I have to live with the the regret of the people I hurt, the shit that I talked on this show, and um, the other dark, I mean the addiction, the regret of the addictions, trying to figure out what the fuck, all, everything I saw in that, that hospital was was and like the mistrust and everything just living with that paying off the $15,000 um thinking about like that party of just being absolutely embarrassed by her and then you know the training stuff and 
it's like, man, what do I have to show for it, right? The fuck do I have to show for it? Back to square one of being borderline suicidal and severely depressed and all of that. But I guess I did get what I came for, and I feel unbreakable now. But at what cost, right? At what cost? There's a give and take in this universe. There's a give and take. You seek the power. You're going to have to give something up for it. And as a result, you become more mature. And know how to use that power more efficiently. I won't even take credit for that. I brought up Jurassic Park. That is not a direct quote, but that is something that, um, what the fuck's his name? Malcolm, Dr. Malcolm says to Hammond. And it's powerful because it's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I got my, my (laughs) seemingly invincible mind where only I can hurt me now, but at what cost, right? I guess, because we're running a little long. Um, The last little piece I did was, at the end of 2023, trying to sort this shit out, because it's nuts, is, like, starting around, what, August, maybe September, um, I tried reintroducing, because I went away, I went away from my family, Cause I was so fucked up that I didn't need any influence outside influence. I didn't want it. I just needed people that I knew 100% I could trust. Um, cause I was freaking out. I did. I like, I started talking shit about everybody. I was like, I need to stop. I just need to stop and I need a break and I need to figure some shit out. So I did that. Um, and then I like the, the, the tail end of 2023, I was reintroducing family members back into my life and reaching back out and trying to build those bonds. And I don't know. I wanted, I guess I wanted to make sure that, that my suspicions of them not being great for me, um, weren't a result of the pills because like I, at that point I was, I was starting to realize that they, those ruined a lot of relationships and I wanted to at least give my family another chance and hopefully have one. Um, and one by one, just because I didn't want to cut them off and then have it be a result, have it be because I was, I mean, using, I was using, I was using, I was using, I didn't want, I wanted to try and, and when I say using, I mean, I'm referring to the, the weed and antidepressants because I don't even, I don't even view them as medicine anymore. It's like, yeah, but I'm like, I'm trying, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't, it wasn't me freaking the fuck out. And I didn't know what, I guess I didn't know, 
I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust my mind. I didn't know what was real. I didn't know what was fake. I didn't know who was a friend, who was an enemy. And so I wanted to at least give it one more try with a rational mind to let let family members back into my life. And one by one, they revealed their true intentions, especially over the holiday season. And that one fucked me up real bad. That one fucked me up really bad. Because, like, a lot of them I would, I would visit and, um, I would visit them and everything would seem okay. Like, we would have a good time. We would laugh. We would do whatever. Nothing really came up. No crazy shit. No passive aggressive stuff. Um, everybody was kind of nice to each other, but I would just have this visceral reaction when I would go home and have severely depressed thoughts. And at first I thought it was just like, it was because they reminded me of how I grew up and, you know, negative emotions. And I was like, maybe, maybe it's just something I need to work through. Maybe it's cause my, I'm, it's been so long since I saw them and I haven't, I don't have the social skills. Like, it just takes, it's draining. Because if you have a, a conversation, like, with anybody it, afterwards, it's almost like you need a nap. Unless you're me. Who's <laughs> like the fucking Energizer Bunny with my insane mind. Not saying I'm smarter. Definitely not. Literally insane mind. Just go, 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 go. Just going 155 miles per hour down the freeway constantly. That's my brain. But yeah, like, one by one. One by one, I would have... They revealed their true self, their true thoughts, how they felt about me. And... Yeah. Yeah, like I went to, I hung out with one family member, um, and we had a great time, just one-on-one, talked about a lot of shit, found a lot of common ground on a lot of things, had really good conversations, and then next day in the group chat, they're, the family group chat, they're talking, that same person that I thought we had a really good time, they were in there just making an absolute fool of me, and twisting our conversation we had and the things we talked about, which were private, um, talking about them in the group chat and painting them in a way that I looked like a complete and utter fool. Or like, you know, another one that just flat out lied about stuff that happened. And then when I was like, that is not how it happened at all, they doubled down and proceeded to try and convince me that an untrue story was true or like another family member that um you know the way that they would operate is getting you well multiple a lot of them a lot of them the way that they operate and the pattern that they had was getting you to say yes to small things and then working up, just working up, working those yeses, okay, 
stretching those yeses more and more and ramping up your anxiety on certain situations until you, some crazy shit would happen and you felt like you couldn't say no and you would be panicking the whole time getting you to do essentially their dirty work. And unfortunately for me, that is what two of them, the ones that were closest that I thought we were actually going to be close and, you know, a good relationship was forming. That happened twice over the holidays. And then you got another one that literally making fun of their significant other talking about a kid that is the smartest person in the family by a landslide saying how they wish they weren't born because then they would be a free person it, while that kid is there oh my god it was yeah and I mean that started the week of Christmas and ended I mean ended on New Year's so what a way to end 2023 is by making me forcing me to realize that uh, my family isn't great and it was not all in my head like I really wished it was and then watching them when I asked for space respectfully um, make it about themselves and some of them went even as far as commenting on my my show about some very personal stuff and it just it just makes me pretty sad it makes me very sad and i guess that takes us to now so i guess what do i want to do with 2024 i want to focus on gratitude i want to that's my biggest thing is I'm if you if if you if you listen to this if you listened to this um something that a podcast that was truly I mean truly help tr- just flat out helpful um gave a whole lot of insight whether you believe in what he does or not but Tony Robbins was on Theo Vaughn's podcast. Uh, I strongly, and obviously Theo Vaughn doesn't need a fucking boost from my <laughs> 20 viewers. So that's not what this is about. Um, I mean, Theo Vaughn, my fav- one of my favorite comedians, especially now. He opens up, which is not new. He's actually, uh, believe it or not, an inspiration to me. And seeing him open up about his his own trouble kind of inspired me to start doing the same on here and showed me what you know along with the the kind of stories that are told on Joe Rogan and all of that again whether you believe in him or not neither here nor there um but just inspired me to start opening up and making me realize that it doesn't all have to be comedy you can open up about stuff and talk about some real shit and your show's gonna be fine um 
But yeah, Theo Vaughn opens up to Tony Robbins, who's like a motivational speaker. Um, he owns a bunch of teams, investor, stuff like that. I don't know his exact accolades, but uh, apparently he's had some, some success and pretty goddamn high success with people with depression. So if you got any sort of mental illness, especially that, um, they go into depth and Theo Vaughn opens the fuck up, which I respect the hell out of. And Tony Robbins just drops some some knowledge. So go check that out. Go find it. If I mean, if you're dealing with this or you're just into psychology um, and want to see see different methods that you could use to help people out. But yeah, one of the, the reason I bring that up though is because one of the things, um, one of the demonstrations he did was essentially proving that if you, if you're in a bad mind state and you're only looking for bad, then you're gonna look for the bad, and then even come up with stuff to solidify the bad. So, for example, like the example he uses, look around, find everything brown in this room. Theo does it, and he's like, all right, now tell me how many things were red. And it's the same deal, because you can't, because you were looking for brown. And then as soon as you start looking for red, you see a lot more red. And his thought process is, if you're only looking for the bad things, especially when you're having an episode, and this is how it applies to me, is you're only going to see the bad. And so I'm, I'm, I guess now I want to focus more on in those moments, start training myself to be more, to find things that I'm grateful for and focus on gratitude because it's very hard. (laughs) It's very difficult to be upset when you're happy um, or vice versa. So start training myself to do that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And start working out like consistently. Cause I'm a fat motherfucker these days. 270, 274 was my last way in. I mean, Jesus Christ. I was a personal trainer at one point, just jacked as hell, fucking all the crazy bitches and men <laughs> inclusivity. I don't know if that's a word. Who cares? Who cares? It's all fake anyway. It's all bullshit anyway. (laughs) Who needs equal rights? Not me. I'm a white man dressed in all white, just like my racist ancestor who was in the KKK. Shout out to him. (laughs) Um, But yeah, man. And now I've got a new job that I'm starting tomorrow, which I'm very optimistic for. We'll see. And then at the same time, if it's bullshit, got to make a decision because I'm not going to waste a whole fucking year getting screamed at by clients again. Or, yeah, I mean, life's too short. Life's too short for that shit. And then just, I mean, right now, just focus on the positive and start building, building up my life again. Because that whole shit was just taken from me. Almost literally taken from me. As a result of trying to get help. 
And like I know Yeah, whatever. I'm not even gonna call anybody out. I was gonna say something along the lines of I know some people think it's bullshit. Some of my well, some people have laughed or I can tell they don't buy it that just the weight of depression treatment and all of that, but like you just don't get it. Or you just don't want to get it. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, 2024, I'm... I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's my year. Because the last person I said, or I saw that said that, that blank year was going to be their year was Brianna Taylor. <laughs> the lady that got fucking swatted. <laughs> she put out a tweet saying it was going to be her year. And then got swatted and killed. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, just... Yeah, I mean... I'm not gonna say that, but... I plan on doing the best I can this year. And... Hopefully... Hopefully, finally just... Letting go of all the, the bullshit. Not even hopefully, I'm gonna... I'm going to do my goddamn best to let go of the bullshit that I have harboring in my brain and move on. Start building my new life. So thank you everybody so much for listening. My name is Anna Kamika and I will see you in the next one. Goodbye!